Welcome back to the Drupal Easy Podcast. This is Season 15, Episode Number 5, and I am your host, Mike Anello. In today's episode, I will be talking with Andy Bloom, Senior Front-End Developer for Lullabop. We'll be discussing the Drupal Smart Snippets extension for Visual Studio Code. Now, this extension brings some really cool and useful Drupal-y features to Visual Studio Code, including hook completion, form and render array element completion, which is really cool, and service and service method completion. Now, before we get to all of that, let me tell you a little bit about Drupal Easy's long-form training courses. Now, in the last few episodes of the podcast, I've been telling you all about the professional module development course. And just as a quick reminder, the light version of that course begins August 22nd, and you can learn all about that course at drupaleasy.com slash PMD. Right now, I want to focus a little bit more on our beginner class, which is called Drupal Career Online. Now, this class meets for 12 weeks, two half days a week, plus office hours. One of the exciting things about Drupal Career Online is that there are full scholarships available, and you can apply for them through August 9th. Over the last 12 years that we've been teaching this course, we have received just some amazing feedback from our students. Here's a quote from a recent student. I'm impressed by the detail you are keeping for students. This shows how you value the efforts and expense we put into it. I knew the DCO would be good, but it is exceeding my expectations. I feel honored to be a part. Well, that's just amazing, and we are actually quite honored that students put all of their trust in us to help them along their Drupal journey. If you're interested in becoming part of the Drupal Easy Learning community, class begins August 28th. If you want to learn a little bit more about Drupal Career Online before signing up, you might want to come to one of our free one-hour Taste of Drupal webinars, where we answer all of your questions and talk about what is involved with the Drupal Career Online course. We have a couple of those coming up, one on August 2nd and one on August 16th. You can sign up for those and learn all about Drupal Career Online at drupaleasy.com slash D-C-O. Welcome to the Drupal Easy Podcast, Andy Bloom. How are you? I'm good. Glad to be here. I think someone told me not too long ago that even though your name is B-L-U-M, it's pronounced Bloom. It is Bloom, yes. It's German heritage, so there's no umlaut. Uh, the guys at Ellis Island apparently didn't add the umlauts in. So you must get Andy Blum a lot. Oh, all the time, yeah, and it's totally fine. But Well, I'm kind of proud of myself that I introduced you properly. Basically. I forgot <laughs> who told me. But <laughs> So you are a senior front-end developer, Lullabot. I am, yes. And you're pretty active in the community. You are, I think you're one of the maintainer of Olivero currently, right? I am, yeah. I'm, I, I am the better one over my Kershaw. Oh, well, that's for sure. Absolutely. How long have you been in the community? I started working in Drupal around 2016, So, and I made my yeah. Drupal.org profile shortly after that, so however long it's been since then. So I guess seven, eight years. Yeah. What were you doing before that, just out of curiosity? Uh, before, before I worked as a Drupal developer, I was a high school science teacher. Oh, all right. Like with beakers and explosions and paper <laughs> uh, Well, no, the, so the, 
No, so I taught anatomy and physiology and environmental science and physics over the span of three years and then bailed on the profession. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much more to say about that. It's, a, it's, it's very different. And that job is only getting more difficult. Yeah. It, a lot of work on teachers, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, we're not here to talk to you about that. Oh, I do want to mention, because I have it on my list, you're also one of the community mentors for Drupal Career Online. So public thank you for that. Public, you're welcome. We're here to talk to you today about a really cool extension that you have written for Visual Studio Code called Drupal Smart Snippets. So real quick, just kind of what's the 10,000 foot view of what does this extension do? Yeah, so Drupal Smart Snippets provides a number of snippets for use in Drupal development. When I started working in Drupal, I came in as a front-end developer, still obviously front-end developer, and doing some of the more Drupal-y things was always a little rough, and I would always find myself going to look up documentation or code samples or something somewhere for all of the various hooks. And so, you know, you're writing you know, a hook, pre-process hook, and you're like, okay, what, what's the first hook mean? What's the second hook mean? What are the arguments in this function? And what, how does this all need to be written? Because it's all in PHP. And so, you know, I might know the specific thing I want to do in the hook, but all of the boilerplate code there was um, something that for the longest time escaped me and I could never remember it. And so I wound up making this extension. Well, actually, I guess I should say, I started by using some other Drupal 8 snippets extension. And... Around the time Drupal 9 was coming out, I realized there were a lot, there was a hook somewhere that I wanted to use that wasn't in the extension because whoever made that one made it once, put one thing up there, pushed it, and then just never touched it again. And so I thought, well, let me open an issue on that one. Let me open a PR to make all the new snippets for them. And nothing, nothing ever came from that. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just make my own. Right. So I did. So for a long time, I believe, I believe that one was called just Drupal 8 Snippets, right? I think that's the one that it was, yeah. Yeah, and for a long time, and it may even still be this way, I'm not sure, but there is a documentation page on Drupal.org for like recommended Visual Studio Code extensions and configuration or something like that. And for a long time, it was the recommended extension. Yep. And I don't believe it's been updated since 2018 at this point. Yeah, I, I just pulled it up and its last commit was five years ago and it was built on the Drupal 8.6 snippets. Right. So it was getting a little crusty. Yeah, uh, and it has almost 50,000 installs. So there's probably people out there still using this one that just don't know that, hey, there's a an alternative that's up to date now. Yeah, and when we get... You know, when we talk about a little bit more about what the extension does, I think people are going to be sprinting towards the new version. I do want, so let's go back to hook replacement because this is something that if you're a PHP Storm user and you check that little Drupal project box, you kind of get that baked in. Mm -hmm. So that functionality, the hook autocomplete, hook replacement, whatever you call it, that, I don't want to say it levels the playing field, but that that was a big one for Visual Studio Code sure. developers to actually have that. But then over the past, I don't even know, two, three, four months, you've added a couple more really cool bits of functionality. And I think these are, the two that we're going to talk about are the ones, they're kind of like game changers, because these are both things that I don't believe PHP Storm has out of the box. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have a ton of experience with PHP Storm, but I, I think you're right. I don't think this is something that exists in PHP Storm. And I've heard from people that I've 
showed this to and say, hey, can you can you sanity check me on this? And they're like, I, I've never seen anything like this before. The the two things that got added, and these were actually community contributions from a Michael Chen, mm-hmm. who I believe is in, I don't want to misspeak, I think he's from Hong Kong, but he opened up an issue and opened up a PR. We worked on a couple of things. And the first thing that we added in was form and render array elements to it. So that if you know what element you want to put into your, you know, into your form or into whatever render array, you can type at render or at element or, or there's, I think, one other prefix that you could use and then say, you know, I want a text input and it will auto fill in the render array for you with type text and a title and the translation function and some other stuff. It also gives you a drop down of the available form element type. It does. Yeah. So you could, if you're like, I know I want something, but I forget what it's called. You can just start scanning through and VS code has a really nice fuzzy match. So if you know, you know, I'm thinking I want, uh, I think it's called details. You can add element and then DET and you see, oh yeah, details is there and you can select it and it will auto-complete it for you. Yeah, this is one of those things where if you're building custom modules and you're using hook form alter all the time or you're building a configuration form for whatever, I know, speaking from experience, for the past few years, there's a lot of frustration with the, the Drupal docs because there's no one page that shows you all of the different types of form elements and all of their available potential attributes. Now, there, we had like this big, obnoxious, super wide table in Drupal 7. I don't know if you remember that, that doc. I do, yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah. you know, it was like 13 screens wide and you had to scroll <laughs> horizontally, but it had all the information there. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when, I, when, when you first told me about this feature and I saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to save so much freaking time. Yeah, the, the one kind of caveat I would throw onto that is that the, the snippet that, auto-populates in for you. First off, it brings off everything it knows about. So it's not like it brings in and says, hey, here's the, you know, here's the five things or the 10 th- or however many things are available to you. It just says, here's all of them, blap, there it is. And if you want to get rid of them, you can. And I guess deletion is much easier than finding what options are available. But one potential issue, and maybe we need to open a new issue on the Git repo and somebody else can come in and, and figure out how to do this, is that we don't we don't actually put everything on. So for example, we don't add an attributes key. We don't add a wrapper attributes key. And so these are things that you could add to your element that are valid on you know, any, any render element, but that we haven't explicitly thrown in for you. So I, w- I wouldn't want to say it's the end all be all, here's every option you have available to you because that would be a really long list. Right. But we do give you the most important ones. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like the 80 or 90% of the stuff that you're looking for all the time. Yeah. Which is yeah, it's it's fantastic. So what's what's the other the other big feature? Yeah, the other one that came in that was actually a surprisingly simple add is all the services that are defined in Drupal core. And so you know if you look in the the core repo, there's a core.services.yaml file, and in there you've got a list of all of the defined services as well as the PHP class that is behind the scenes for that service. And so now you can also type in at service and start searching. It does that same big drop-down list where you can scan through everything or do some fuzzy searching to find, you know, I want the current user service. And it will save that service to a PHP variable, and it will give it a PHP doc comment telling you the type of the thing that's being returned. And that way, when you're using some other 
extension, like the the one that I recommend is PHP IntelliFence by Ben Muburn. And by annotating that variable with the right type, it will give you all of the methods and properties that you have access to on that service as well. So that so that at service, that's really meant more for use inside of hooks because it doesn't handle any dependency injection if you're if you want to correct yeah that one's that one's mainly for in hooks as i've said front-end developer dependency injection is not something i've ever actually written before i'm not really sure how it works or what a good standardized way to implement that in a snippet would be so you know if you have ideas i'm i'm open to them right all right so that's, I mean, those three things right there, that's, I think, worth the price of admission, which is free because it's it's all open source and it's all on GitHub. The hook autocomplete, the form render element autocomplete, and the service autocomplete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge time savers, all three of them. I want to talk about the extension a little bit because I did not know anything about how, you know, Visual Studio Code extensions were, were written or built. And I started poking around and... Now I know why this is something that you were so comfortable doing because it's all written in JavaScript. It is, yeah. It's, it's all TypeScript. Well, I, I guess it's TypeScript or JavaScript. I didn't write it in TypeScript because when I started, I didn't know TypeScript yet. But yes, TypeScript or JavaScript. And then it appears that you've got some type of script. I don't know if this is part of the, the repo. I didn't dig that deep. That goes through and harvests all of the hooks and all of the uh, render elements and all of the services, like you mentioned, and saves those in, I believe it was JSON data, which is then, I guess, consumed by the extension as, you know, as someone types one of the at service or at element. Yep. So this past weekend, actually, I just updated it to take the the new snippets from 10.1 that just got released last week. And so if you go digging into the repo and look at index.js, there's a a variable I'm calling supported versions. And so I'd say, hey, I know we want to support 10.1.0 and 9.5.9 because those are the two on the that you can download as tarballs right now. And then when I tell it to go, it iterates over those two and says, cool, I know I want this version and this version. It goes, it downloads the tarballs to your to a temporary directory on on my machine or whoever's building it. And then it starts scraping through all that stuff. And because of all of the work that's been gone, that's got that's been put into the Drupal community and the coding standards and whatnot, we have predictable patterns of how to find hooks that are defined. So we say, you know, show me all of the star.api.php files. And then once you're in there, I'm using a package that I don't remember the name of, but it parses out the the PHP file into its syntax tree. Hmm. And from there I can find where a function has been defined and then what are the arguments that have gone into it and what's the documentation comment above it. And so I can harvest all of those things individually and then reshape them into a JSON structure that matches what VS Code expects for snippets. So how long does that process take for a couple of versions? Like you said, I think you said two versions of Drupal at a time. Yeah, so for 10.1 and 9.5.9, the, honestly, the part that takes the longest is downloading the tarballs. <laughs> it downloads those, it extracts them. It does them one at a time, and I think all told, it's maybe maybe two minutes on my machine to to run through it. Oh, wow. And so every time I make an update and I'm ready to publish a new version, I run it once, mm-hmm. make sure everything comes out well, and then there's a there's a tool that I think I think it's Microsoft that put it out. It's VSCE. It's whatever their extension, right? VS Code Extension Manager plugin, whatever it is. It's got a pre-publish hook, and so it reruns it all again. So as long as it ran fine for me locally, then I let it rerun again in the oh, wow. the pre-publish 
stage. And then it publishes up there and adds the Git tags and does all of the release info and updates on the Visual Studio Code marketplace. Yeah, and there was, uh, I believe, uh, this past Saturday. So we're recording this on June 26th. So a couple of days ago on June 24th, there was a new release. And it seems like you've been, you know, pretty uh predictable and pretty good about you know having a new release out with you know with releases of drupal at least minor releases i think are the ones that are important minor releases yeah if we have a new bug fix release there's there's nothing new in there as far as hooks or services or anything so it's not worth running again right but every time we get a minor release so every six months you could you should expect an an update to this extension so i guess the caveat with all of this if I, i don't know if caveat's the right word is that it's a static list of hooks and elements and services that it's pulling from. So it, mm-hmm. it's not going to pull, it's, it's not going to see a custom service class. It's not going to see a service class that's implemented by contrib module X. It's not going to see a hook that's been defined by contrib module. I, I was actually thinking about this and that would kind of be incredibly difficult to do because it, it sounds like those the JSON files that the extension uses would have to be kind of dynamic depending on what's in the project. Yeah, so what you would what you would end up having to do there, and it's something that I have looked into and kind of gone, this is over my head at the moment. All of the snippet files are static because we're we're scraping through a tarball of Drupal core, or I guess two tarballs, one ten and one nine. And then we're just packaging those up and shipping those off. At the at the end of the day, the majority of the code there is actually just there to make the snippets. And if you look at the Git repo in the snippets folder, there are three files in that folder, one for elements, one for hooks, and one for services. Those are the only three things the extension actually needs to be usable at all. The rest of it could theoretically be closed source, and then you could just send out the snippets as as they are. What you would need to do to start looking at other installed modules is using the language server protocol, which is something I've never done before. But one of my coworkers, Chris DeLuca, he's one of those oddballs that likes to code in NeoVim. And he has done all of his own, you know, I want my my editor to be in my terminal and to work exactly the way that I want to. So he's actually worked with language server protocol before. Hmm. And he has said that in in some free time here and there, he's kind of poked at it to see how hard would this be to do. But essentially you're running in a separate process on your machine from VS Code, a language server that is continually scanning and updating what it knows about the code base. Right. That's It's kind of like what uh, IntelliFence is doing. Exactly. Exactly. And so it knows, you know, I have this thing, I know it's type, and I know all of the the various pieces of it and how the syntax lang- of the language plays with, with the structure of the classes. So something like that would be really nice to do. I sent an email out to Ben Muburn at one point in time. I never got a response back, but like, is there a way that I can just tap into your language server and say, I know where these files should be living. Can I go get them and just make some dynamic snippets or whatever I need to do? So it sounds like a, a, a version 2.0. That, that would definitely be a major version update, yes. But would very quickly, at least in my opinion, make VS Code the preferred tool for Drupal development over PHP Storm. I, I don't know. I bet a lot of people who try out version 1.4 you know, might feel the same way. Because I, I'm telling you, the, the form array, the, 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 element, the render element, the, the form array element stuff, is it's such a big time saver because I don't remember any of that stuff. I know there's an autocomplete widget. I just 
don't always remember that it's o entity underscore autocomplete, I think. Sure. And like, what's the, you know, I know that in there, there's an attribute for saying it's a, a node or a user, what I'm going to autocomplete on, but I always have to look it up. So huge time saver. So where else do you see, like, is there other low hanging fruit that you or other contributors, you know, might want to look at in the near future before the big 2.0? So there are, there are currently three open issues on the repo and they're all currently marked as on hold. One of them I think came from one of your students about adding the, the types of adding types to hook declarations. I'm not 100% sure what that one is, but it's a hard one to do with just generating the static snippets. And there's not really a way in the VS Code API to define the stuff that I think this person is asking for. All right. On top of that, removing Drupal 9 support in November of 2023 is just on hold. It's just there. Um, and then the other one that will be interesting and is also on hold because I don't think it's possible yet is downloading the source files from GitLab rather than the tarballs from Drupal.org because eventually the tarballs, I think, go away. Yeah. All right. But no other like additional snippets. Yeah. Not that I not that I've really thought of. Uh, if there if you have an idea, please open an issue, and if you uh, have a solution, open a PR. That's even better. I do have a project on Drupal.org for this where you can get Drupal.org credit for contributing. Awesome. Have you tried it with VS Codium, which is the open source, um, I don't say equivalent, the open source version of VS Code? It should work with VS Codium. I've not tried it with like a local install of VS Codium, but it does work with the in-browser thing you get from Gitpod. Right. They are VS Codium based and their extensions are from OpenVSX. And so there's a the same exact code base runs the exact same stuff. It's just a different tool that does the publishing. So when I run, you know, VSCE publish minor, after that I do OVSX publish minor, and it does the same thing. So yeah, it should be available for you on any anything running VS Codium or VS Code. And now this is more for my own curiosity. It's probably good for the podcast too, but what other... Visual Studio Code extensions do you use that are kind of that are ones that you say like you you have to have? We mentioned IntelliFence, yeah. But are there other kind of Drupal-y ones or maybe Drupal adjacent ones that that you you know you swear by? Yeah, yeah let me uh, let me open the list here and see what I've got installed, and we'll let's go on the list. I use Auto Close Tag by Jun Han. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. But that one will automatically add a closing tag in HTML markup. Works also in Twig, as long as your file associations are correct. That same author has one called auto rename tag, where if you change the, you know, if you have a, say an H1, you went, oh, I want this as an H2. If you change the first one, the closing tag also updates. I have a, a duplicate action by MRMLNC, which adds a, a duplicate action to the context menu. So if you right click on an item, instead of having to copy it and then paste it in the same directory, uh, you can just duplicate it. And I use that one to map a keyboard shortcut to command D. So I could just duplicate a copy of a file with command D. Let's see, what else do we have here? I use GitGraph a lot by M. Hutchie. Oh. GitGraph is nice, especially if you're working in, and this one works outside of Drupal as well, but it's really nice to be able to, to see like where merge requests happen and just get a nice visual look at where everything happens. For a long, long time, I was a 
a GUI Git user, and I made it a, a personal mission to do more in the command line. But Git Graph is nice to just have your 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 Git flow in the in a UI in VS Code. Let's see here. What else do we have? Uh, IntelliSense for CSS class names. PHP debug by Xdebug, which if you don't use Xdebug, that's something you should learn because it'll it's it's like a superpower. PHP doc blocker by Neil Brayfield, IntelliFence by Ben Muburn, a YAML one by Red Hat. What is that one? It's just YAML by Red Hat. Oh, it's YAML, YAML language support. <laughs> I heard something different. <laughs> okay. And then Twig Language 2 by Mblode. There's several Twig language ones out there. Twig Language 2, I still don't think is as good as it could be for Drupal use, but I think it's the best one that I've encountered. So. All right, so I'll, I'll put a link to all the ones you mentioned in the show notes for everyone so that they don't have to pull over and start writing these down because that would be dangerous. So final question, are, are there any plans or is there any reason to bring maybe not all of this functionality, but maybe some of the functionality to PHP Storm? I, I've had this question before, and the answer right now is no, simply because I don't use PHP Storm. Yeah. And so... I don't have the knowledge of how their system works. I haven't really looked into how, I mean, like if you Google PHP storm snippets, like they don't even call them snippets. So like finding that it, it just hasn't been a priority, but if there are people out there that sounds like this all sounds great, but I love PHP storm and I just renewed my license and I don't want to walk away from it and you want to work on it. Come on over. We'd be happy to have you. Yeah. Or, I mean, if, you know, perhaps there's some work that you've done, on the JavaScript side that they can leverage to, you know, mm -hmm. get started yep. uh, on the PHP storm side of things. That'd be great as well. Absolutely. All right. Well, super fantastic. Andy, I think I've asked you everything I want to ask you about this stuff. Just go out and get this extension. It's fantastic. Uh, obviously we'll have links in the show notes. It's called Drupal smart snippets. And uh, Andy, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Drupal Easy Podcast. Don't forget to check out all of our long-form Drupal training courses at DrupalEasy.com. See ya!